Hi, I'm Jen. I'm a homeschool mom of three boys and a master gardener. Hi, I'm Jack. I am nine years old and I like gardening. And we are here to talk about all our gardening interests and to answer some questions. Hey, Jack. Hi. Where are we? In a cave. We are on location in Bankhead Forest. We have been camping and we have hiked to a cave. How far do you think we hiked? Probably about half a mile. I hope there's no skeletons in there. It looks pretty dark. It's pretty neat. And over there too. Yeah. We went through a big nasty storm last night in a tent, didn't we? Yeah. You think we would be safer if we were in here? Probably. <laughs> would you like to do that? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it now. But what will we eat? Grubs. Ew, gross. No, no. Okay. We're going to have to come back here and bring some food and hide in this cave. We are. That'll With be some fun. lanterns. With some lanterns? Nah, in the pitch black. Oh, oh, in the pitch black? All the way back there? Yeah, sure. We should go caving. That'd be fun. And super spooky. So we've had a good time on our trip. We saw a lot of different things. What we did not see are the plant that we're going to talk about today. What are we going to talk about today, Jack? Water lilies. That's right. Today we're going to talk about water lilies. So I um, was interested in water lilies because we haven't really done water anything water related in our podcast. And um, I have a few questions about it, Mom. All right, I'll, I'll try to answer them. Where do water lilies come from? Okay, so first I need to tell you a few things. Okay. okay. Water lilies are from the Nymphaeaceae family. Um, they are rhizomatists, rhizomatous aquatic herbs. So that means they grow from a rhizome. We've talked about a rhizome before, right? It looks like fingers. Yeah. Right. Bulb, but... Not a bulb, right. Um, and so in this case, the rhizome is in the soil at the bottom of a body of water. And that's where the, where the rhizome is. And then the leaves and the flowers grow until they can float on the surface of the water. Okay. But here's something tricky. A lot of times when we think about a water lily, what we might be thinking of is a lotus. So there are two things that we need to talk about. There is the water lily and the lotus plant, okay? The difference between the two are that the leaves with the water lily, the leaves are flat, the bloom is star-shaped, the leaves are thick and waxy, and the flowers smell sweet and kind of tart, like a, like a sweet tart candy. Whereas with the lotus, the leaves rise a little bit above the water, the leaves are thin and papery, and they have that distinctive seed pod that you see with the holes in it that some people don't like. That's called a lotus pod. And these flowers smell floral with hints of citrus and spice. So we need to talk about that because they're from different places and they do different things, but they're so similar that we have to talk about them together. Water lilies are from all over the world. Um, there have been varieties found as far in Far East Asia and some in South America. 
And because of that, scientists have studied water lilies extensively. There have been several fossils of water lilies that have been found, including one in Brazil and one in Antarctica. In Antarctica? Antarctica. Really? Really. So they can live in pretty much any condition? You know, that's, that's a funny question. No, I don't see how they lived in Antarctica, but somehow they found a fossil in Antarctica. Oh, now, a fossil, not like growing plant. A fossil, right. That's the difference. So, um, a lotus has two different species, um, and those are native to, one is native to Australia and Asia, and one is native to North America. So, in some places, um, certain species of water lilies have become invasive. All right, so now we got to talk about something else. We got to talk about the difference between invasive and aggressive, okay? Aggressive means very wild and um, very dangerous. Sort of. Yes, sort of. Okay. Invasive means the plant is not native to that area and it is spreading aggressively without its natural ecological inhibitions. So in nature, there is there are things that balance, right? There's an animal that eats it, there's a plant that 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 keeps it in check from growing out of control. So when we take plants from one area and we introduce them into another area, sometimes those plants can get out of our control and escape. And Wee. when they escape and grow aggressively, then they are invasive. Okay, sometimes we accidentally use that word when we're talking about a native species. That is actually aggressive. A native species that already grows in that area on its own, but grows more rapidly than other natives in the area, is simply called aggressive. So we are talking about how some water lilies have become invasive. For example, the Mexican water lily is native to the Gulf Coast, but it has been planted so much in the in California area that it has escaped cultivation and has become invasive in the San Joaquin Valley of California. There's a difference between those two things, and I want to make sure that we're clear about that. Okay, um, what zones do water lilies grow in? Okay, so water lilies can grow in zones 4 through 10, which is a pretty wide range. Water lilies have been important in many cultures, set, such as Iran, Sri Lanka, Bangla and Bangladesh, where it's the national flower. In the northern European countries of Friesland and Denmark, it's represented on their flag and their coat of arms. And, of course, it's most commonly known as the water lily paintings uh, that Claude Monet did in France. In our zone, Zone 7, the most common species are Mexicana, which is yellow, Elegans, which is a purple that fades to white, and Odrata, which is white. Um, how tall do they grow? Uh, that is why we have to talk about the lotus and the water lily. Um... The lotus lip flower is a closely related plant from the Nelumbo family, um, and the lotus usually grows a little longer, and therefore in deeper water, than the water lilies. So, 
when we talk about how tall they are, we're really talking about in how deep of water they can grow. Because if you remember, the rhizome is in the soil at the bottom of the water, and then there's a bunch of water, and then there's the, the leaf and the flower at the top. So for a water lily, they can grow to be 3 to 12 inches tall or deep. Some species can be up to 3 to 4 feet tall or deep. Um, and then they grow to be about 4 to 8 feet wide. For the lotus, then they are typically three to six feet deep. Um, some varieties can be 12 plus. They can be a 12 feet deep or deeper. Oh, man. And three to four feet wide. So that's one way that you can know which plant you're looking at. Like, like it's up to your neck? Right. If a child can stand in the water, it's probably a water lily because they only grow as tall as, as deep as four feet. You're taller than four feet, right? A little bit. A little bit. So you're probably going to be able to stand next to a water lily. Whereas if you're out in a boat and you know that the water's really deep, that's probably going to be a lotus. Okay. Okay, so how many kinds of water lilies are there and how many, what colors do they come in? So there are 70 different species of water lily. Um, some are tropical, which are generally treated as annuals, and some are hardy, which are perennials. Um, there are many more cultivars of each species. Remember we talked about how there were species and then cultivars of those species, right? So that would be like a boy pile of laundry and then a jack pile and a cullen pile. Those would be the cultivars, right? So the colors of water lilies are blue, purple, yellow, red, white, pink, and orange. You can get a water lily in just about every color. What's your favorite color? Um, green. Green. Can't get a water lily in that color. Maybe, maybe my favorite would be, um, maybe pink, white, white, blue, or orange, or purple. <laughs> so just any other kind of water lily. Uh, my favorite is black. and so There's black? There's not. There's not a water lily in my favorite color either. Um, there are two species of lotus. There is the Nucifera, which is native to the tropics of Australia and Asia. And those are mainly pink and white. And then there's Lutea, which is a native to North America. And it is yellow. So that means that the lotus that we are going to see is most likely going to be a yellow lotus, which we've actually seen. Did you realize that? Do you remember when we saw a yellow lotus? At, at when my, my brothers and dad got you a seed pod when we went kayaking. Yeah, that's when. That's when we saw the lotus. That was a lotus seed pod that you got me. And the flowers that nearby that were also still blooming were um, yellow. I I can remember the seed pod, but I can't remember the lotus, the flower lotus. Why do you remember the seed pod? I don't know. You don't know? Um, I've, I'm just asking because it's kind of interesting. A lot of people are kind of scared of the lotus seed pod. They don't like the holes in, in the seed pod. It's kind of cool looking. You think it's kind of cool looking? Um, it, it doesn't bother me, but I can see how the holes might bother some people. There's a word for that. The, the fear that I'm talking about is trypophobia, 
It's the fear or disgust when looking at images or objects containing irregular patterns, bumps, or clustered holes, such as a lotus seed pod. It's tripophobia. Okay. Um, what do animals use water lilies for? Um, animals use water lilies in a lot of different ways, and a, a lot of different animals use them, actually. The deer eat leaves, water lily leaves. Um, the ducks eat seeds and roots, as well as muskrat, nutria, and rodents also eat the seeds and the roots. Um, water lilies become habitats for micro and macro invertebrates, uh, which then become fish food and food for amphibians, reptiles, and ducks. And then their decomposition is used by aquatic invertebrates for food. So there's a lot of animals that use water lilies as part of their ecosystem. Okay. All right, Mom. Time for one of my favorite questions. Can I eat them? Can you eat them? Um, this is going to be interesting to you. Water lilies? No. Water lilies are all poisonous. You cannot eat them. Animals eat them, but you can't. But a lotus... Yes, all parts of the plant are edible. The tuber, which is the, the rhizome, can be baked or boiled. The seeds are good raw, dried, or ground into flour. And the fibers even can make a silk cloth. Silk cloth? Yeah, what do you think a silk cloth is? To make cloth out of it? Yeah, we could we use the lotus silks to weave and make clothes. You want some clothes made out of lotus? Mm-hmm. Do you think that would feel good? Maybe. I just want to weave and play with it. That would be neat. We need to find somebody who knows how to make lotus cloth. Mm-hmm. So this time, because we're camping at Bankhead, we brought our story about water lilies to you in the form of a campfire tale. This story is written originally by George Copway, or his Native American name, He Who Stands Forever. He is from the First Nations tribe Anishinaab in Canada. In the old days, all men were happy. The men and women were as happy as little children. The wild animals came when they were called and there was much food. The winters were not cold. It was always like the strawberry moon for the days were warm and the nights were not cold. There were many birds in the trees. The birds were all red, blue, or yellow, like the war paint warriors now use. The birds could all sing, and there was much music. Each tribe of the red men did what was right, and there was no war. No one knew how to fight for a long time. The Indians sat every night outside their wigwams. They watched the stars. They said the stars were the homes of those who had walked across the starry bridge of souls. They saw a star leave the sky one night. It came halfway to the earth and stopped. It seemed like a bird of fire. A young brave had a dream about the star and he believed his dream. It seemed as if the star came to him in his sleep and looked like a white maiden. The maiden was very beautiful. She said, I have left my home in the sky. I saw the red people and loved them. Ask your wise men what shape I may take that I may always stay and be loved by their people. The young brave woke and told the council. The wise men said, 
Let the star choose for herself. She may live in the top of the pine tree or in the heart of a flower. She may live wherever she finds rest. She is welcome. The wise men filled their peace pipes and offered the smoke of their pipes to the star. The star came lower and made the village very light, then hid herself in the white rose on the mountain. The star was lonely on the mountain. She could see the people, but could not hear them talk. She left the mountain, rose, and went to live in a flower upon the prairie. Great herds of buffalo went by her. The flower and the star trembled at the sound of their hooves. The wise men saw the star rise from the prairie. They feared it would go back to the sky, but a soft breeze floated it over a lake. The star saw her shadow and the shadows of her sky sisters in the water, and she rested like a canoe upon the water. The next morning, the lake was covered with water lilies. The night starts, stars have blossomed, said the little children. The wise men said, the white star has come to live with us. The people went out in their canoes and chanted songs to the new flower. They gave it this name, Wabegwani. It means the white flower. What do you think? Is that a good story? Likey, 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 like. Do you like that story? Yes. Sort of. Sort of. So I've had a really good time researching about water lilies so that I could tell you all about them. Before we go, I'm going to tell you a joke. Ready? Okay. All right. What plant will kill you in five minutes if you stand under it? A water lily? Yeah, but why? It's poisonous? No. You're standing under the water lily. Think about it. Oh, you're di- you're, you're drowning. You're drowning because you're in the water. Mm-hmm. If you stand under a water lily, yeah. you're in the water. <laughs> well, a funny joke, isn't it? But we're not going to do that, are we? That would be a bad idea. Thanks, everybody, for listening to our podcast on water lilies. We had a really good time getting together and a good time sharing our trip to Bankhead with you. Bye. Bye. Hey, Jack, how's it going? Not so good. Why not? I'm freezing to death. I got in the water and it's April. (laughs) You got in the water where? In Bankhead. Are you a little bit cold? Cold with a capital K. Thanks for listening to our episode. Email us at growing3gardeners at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at growinggardenerspodcast. Happy planting!